Welcome back to the Random Eloquence Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal. Thank you so much for joining me again on another episode. If you're new here, thank you for joining me. And if you're an old-time listener, thanks for coming back once again. We are officially in December, y'all. It is almost the end of the year. Unbelievable that we have gotten this far so fast. I can't believe it. But big shouts out to everyone who is out here celebrating the holidays, Um, It's feeling a lot like circle back season where everything is just getting pushed to January and next year. So shout out to everybody who is just taking it one day at a time this month and just trying to just ease into things. Uh, Today's episode, I am joined by none other than David Regalahanna. Welcome to the show, babe. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Always good to be here. Always good to be back. Feel like I'm a big part of it now. Yes, you are. You are one of the um, popular requests that we get on the show. Um, but we brought him back on the show because we are gonna do another fun episode today. We're gonna be recapping uh, a special trip that we took this year. It's another highly requested episode. Thank y'all so much for everybody who always like sends episode ideas. And anybody who always gives us feedback, thank you so much. That really does help generate content for the show and helps me think of new ideas. So thank you so much. So before we get into the show, we're going to go ahead and recap our last episode. So our last episode just so happened to have David on the show. And it was an episode titled, As For Me In My House. And it featured a collaboration we did with the Love Haze podcast. So shout out to Scott and Shatay Hayes at the Love Haze podcast. We had a great time collaborating with them. Very good episode. Lots of feedback from you all on the episode. Just so many gems, so many relatable stories that we shared. So if you have not had a chance to go listen to the episode please be sure to go back and listen to that. We talked about family and holiday traditions, not just for Thanksgiving or Christmas, but just in general and how to navigate traditions as you become an adult and decide to do your own thing. So again, be sure to go back and listen to that. Also, subscribe to the Love Haze podcast. They are two like-minded individuals. So if you like the content of the Random Eloquence podcast, I'm pretty sure you're going to like their content as well. So thank you so much. Also, I want to thank everyone who supported our last campaign we did with the company called Magic Mind. Thank you so much for everybody who supported using that random eloquence discount code and purchased. As you know, your purchase not only helped that business, but it did help your girl over here at the podcast. So thank you so much for clicking that link, viewing the product, and actually purchasing because, you know, it kind of... It helps. So thank you so much for that. Hopefully we will get some more opportunities, but I couldn't get those opportunities without you all, the listeners, participating. So thanks again for that. All right, so we're going to just get right into the topic today. We're going to skip the burning question because we want to have enough time to get into this episode. It's the end of the year. A lot of you all are getting ready to plan your vacations for next year, or if you're like super... um, on top of things, which I'm not, can't relate. But if you're super on top of things, 
you probably already booked your tickets and flights and your resorts and your next vacay. So maybe this episode is going to give you some tips. Um, it seems like we're doing a lot of travel episodes lately. I noticed that. But this one in particular is going to talk specifically about David and I's trip to Jamaica that we just took this past August um, of 2023. So if you listen to this, this is very recent. But we did take um, an anniversary trip to Jamaica. We spent a week out there. It actually was our second time going to Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And so this time around... Um, I made sure to document as much as I could and I posted a lot more Instagram. Like I don't think I've posted that much on Instagram in my entire history on being on Instagram, but because I was posting pretty much every day, all day, people were starting to like become vested in the storyline, I guess. <laughs> and so I had people who never even respond to my stories or even engage with me on Instagram. They were responding like, oh my goodness, can you tell me what this is? What is that? What's the name of that place that you're at? So it was very fun, I guess, being a pseudo-influencer uh, for the week. So shout out to everybody who was living through my stories. I'm glad that I could um, help you out because I'd be doing the same thing when people post stories. i just be living through them. Yeah, because so. you had people who follow me, like, looking forward to me resharing your stories of the trip. Oh, yes, yes. Like, he, like a typical man, I would post all the detailed content I would tag him and he would just reshare it. And somebody called him out, one of his friends, and was like, hey, like, can we get some real con- like real footage? Like, not just you resharing stuff. I'll be in the moment. I'll just be in the moment. Yes. No, I appreciate that. But uh, shout out to the influencers. I don't know how y'all um post. And, and a lot of the stuff that I posted was actually, like, the next day, if that makes sense. So I was posting, it seemed like every day, but it was actually the next day. Also for safety, too, because, like, I didn't want to actually post while I was there. But anyway, let's get into it. So we went to Jamaica, Jamaica. Ooh, where do we begin? Um, so we're going to do like a recap, a bit of storytelling, and also drop some gems and some tips as we tell our story of Jamaica. So let's kick things off. So you want to start? Well, you should talk about how we planned the trip. Yes. All right. So as I said, this was our second time going to Jamaica. We went 10 years ago to um, Jamaica. We went to Negril, Jamaica 10 years ago. We went for our honeymoon. We got married and we said, you know what, we're going to go to Jamaica. It was a random place we chose. We felt like it was the right place. Um, So we went 10 years ago in Negril, had a blast. That was more of like a honeymoon trip though, you know, so just kind of calm, cool. We had to process like what had just happened. We just made the biggest decision of our life and we just kind of had a true beach getaway on that trip. Yeah, and the grill's more of the countryside of the island, so it's not as lively. It definitely is more chill Yes, over there. Yes. Um, fun fact, Negril is about three hours from the Montego Bay Airport, which we will get into that a little later, but three hours, y'all. So you're going to get off that flight and you're going to immediately take a three-hour road trip. So I just want <laughs> to prepare you for that. <laughs> so um, up up top, I'm just going to tell you when, you when you're planning logistics and airport transportation, just keep that in mind. Like everything is far. Unless you're staying staying in Montego Bay, you're going to be taking a road trip as soon as you get off the plane. So be prepared for that. But we'll, we'll get into that. So that was the first trip. Chill. Like I said, you know, romantic vibes, Negril. That was Negril. That was the honeymoon. Fast forward 10 years, 
till the day, 10 years later, um, we decided, all right, we're going to go back to Jamaica, but this time we want to make it more like a, a fun trip. And of course we had fun the first time, but you know what I mean? It's going to be a little bit more lively, a little bit more Mm -hmm. of a different vibe per se. Um, when we started planning it, we planned it with the idea in mind that we wanted to have a vow renewal. So we decided kind of early on, maybe last year this time, we said, okay, we want to have a vow renewal of some sort when we reach our 10-year anniversary. Our 10-year anniversary was July of this year. Um, But last year, you know, we said, whatever we do, wherever we end up, we should renew our vow. So that was the main purpose of our trip. So of course, like most people, when you're planning any kind of vacation, it's usually centered around some kind of purpose or milestone. Or if you got it like that, you're just flying out because you got it like that. <laughs> but whatever it is, you know, that's the thing. You always want to have your your main reason for going. And that was our main reason for going, to celebrate 10 years and to renew our vows. So we knew with that information, we wanted to go somewhere warm. We wanted to go somewhere um, not too far this time because, you know, this would be our first time leaving our boys. So we just kind of wanted to ease into that whole travel without the kids thing without being too far away from home. So we ultimately just decided on Jamaica again because, listen, Jamaica is a small island. Fun fact, it only takes 12 hours to get around the entire island by car. But when you're there, it's so much to see. Like, it's just so much to see. So you need multiple trips to really, like, thoroughly enjoy the island. So we said, let's just go this time back to Jamaica, but we're going to stay somewhere different. So after much research and... YouTube videos and watching Jamaican vlogs and just trying to see what there is to do. We decided on Ultra Rios. Uh, Ultra Rios is one of the popular uh, parishes or, you know, parts of the island because it is where the cruise ships port. So if you take a cruise to Jamaica, you're going to stop in Ultra Rios or Ultra Ri, as the locals say. Um, so that is what? How many... Hours from the airport was Ocho Rios. Hour forty five minutes. Hour forty five minutes. So not three hours, but you know, still a little bit of a trip. Um, but nonetheless, very touristy kind of area, very popular. But also, we got a lot of local vibes there as well. Um, so we'll we'll get to that too. Let's backtrack. So that was our purpose for the trip. Um, let's see what else. Planning wise, so someone had asked us, how did we plan our trip? Like, where do we start? So once we determined, like, our reason for going and what we wanted to do, like, we kind of didn't want a strong itinerary, but, again, our main goal was, like, whatever we do, wherever we go, we got to get this vow renewal in. Um, Being that we were going in August, we were like, all right, let's just go somewhere warm, obviously, but warm, but somewhere where we could relax on the beach and cool down with the water. So planning-wise, let's see. I did not, I say I because I did most of the <laughs> planning. It's okay. But um, planning-wise, I did not use a travel agent. So there's nothing against travel agents. But um, I just found it easier to just kind of search on my own and take my time to research the information I found. So a couple websites that I use to check prices and look around. Um, I use southwestvacations.com. I also used um, DeltaVacations.com, CheapCaribbean.com, and 
there is another site. I'll link it down below, but I price check everything on those sites. So the good thing about those sites, whether it be Southwest, Delta Vacations, any of those sites, they are pretty much all in one. So you can book your resort and your flights through them directly and you get a grand total price. So the good thing is, for example, um, the first time we went to Jamaica, I ended up doing Delta Vacations. I booked with them, meaning that I picked a resort in Jamaica that showed up on the site and pretty much all the resorts in Jamaica will show up on these travel sites. But I booked the resort there and then I booked my flight so that everything lined up. So like the hotel and the resort, they communicated with each other, if that makes sense. So every it was like a one-stop shop. So it almost was like having a travel agent pretty much. Um, so when you book packages through these sites, they usually come with the option to add insurance, travel insurance if you want. They come with the option to add like... Um, a virtual travel agent if you want somebody to kind of help you along the way or if you, you have any... Um, you can book excursions, right? You can book excursions through it. Um, so, yes, it's pretty much a one-stop shop. Thanks for reminding me. Because, yeah, like... So, if you're, if you're new to, like, booking a big trip like this, I definitely recommend going on one of these sites because it does everything for you. All you got to do is just pick whatever resort you want, pick your flights times, it will coordinate the rest for you. Um, and then they will give you the option... To add again, travel insurance, excursions, um, all kind of add-ons. Like there's airport and lounges. Like some of the airports you go through have lounges. If you want to, you know, stop at a lounge and throughout your travels, you can book all that through there. So this time around, we use Southwest Vacations. So this time around, I actually booked my resort through Southwest Vacations, but I did not book our flights through Southwest Vacation. So technically you can book just your resort or just your flights through these sites. But the reason I didn't is because another little tip, um, if you have time to plan, I'm not encouraging people to get credit cards, but if you know how to use credit cards properly, then you know, you know, but, um, Southwest has a travel card and it's a credit card. It's through Chase, but basically, um, look out for a promotion for it starting around probably January, February, they'll do these sign on bonuses. So like if you open up a new account, let's just say January and spend a certain amount of money within like three or four months, whatever the promotion is, they will give you the option to earn a companion pass. So look up Southwest companion pass. So they will give you the opportunity to basically, if you earn enough money in the first like few months, or excuse me, if you spend enough money in the first like three or four months, you will get the opportunity to earn a companion pass. And what that is, is ultimately I will fly and I get to choose one companion to fly free with me for a year following the time that I joined the companion pass. So for us, we had some time to plan. So that's what we ended up doing. So we booked our flight through Southwest Airlines separately from their Southwest vacation site. So ultimately it saved us about $2,000 because at the time that we were going to Jamaica, leaving from Virginia to Jamaica, it was costing about $1,500 a ticket. Okay. No lie. No exaggeration. I don't know what was going on in August of 2023, but it was ridiculous. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was about 1500. I think I waited and I waited. They always say, check your airline tickets around like, you know, late, like Wednesdays and late at night. All, I did all the things and I finally was able to get it for, I think, $1,000. <laughs> but either way, when it was all said and done with taxes and things like that, we saved it like close to $2,000 because basically, um, you know, one of our tickets was free 
and we just had to pay for one ticket plus taxes. So we just saved a lot of money there off top. Um, so that's the logistics of like actually securing the trip. Somebody had, um, asked, cause I had posted on Instagram on the podcast, like, Hey, you're traveling to Jamaica or you're traveling. What questions do you have? So that was one of the questions submitted. Like, how do you plan for that? Ideally give yourself, um, several months, honestly, a year, try to yeah. plan as long as you can, you know, as early as you can. We waited to the last minute though. We had, we knew what we wanted, but we actually booked it like literally June. <laughs> So I don't recommend doing that, but, you know, childcare for us was an issue. So we had to really, like, make sure we had these kids secured in a safe place. Shout out to the grandparents. Thank you for your help. But um, that's what took us so long. We had an idea of what we wanted. We started price checking everything about January yeah. of this year. Yeah. Anything you want to add to that? No, nah, but using that something like companion pass, you probably want to give yourself a year to spend enough money to earn it. Yeah. And, like, really probably plan on what things you want to spend, whether it be like a, a big bill or whatever, so you can kind of get it done quickly. Yes. What we did was, because um, I think my offer, again, they have different offers. So start checking. It's the end of the year, early year. They start doing it like December, January, February. Start checking. But um, also hit me up if you want a referral code because you will get points and I will get points. Thank you very much. Um, Seriously. Put, <laughs> put that in the show notes. I might put that in the show notes because trust me. It also, like, that Southwest card, it has a lot of other perks, too. Like, you get all kind of cashback rewards. Like, if you shop at Walmart, you get 5% back. Like, just look it up. Do your own research, you know. I'm not I'm not trying to encourage anybody to spend unnecessary money. But for us, it works. I'm not a huge credit card person. I have awesome credit, but I just, I just try to keep my credit down. But um, it worked out for us because I think our bonus deal was like you got to spend four thousand dollars in four months well if you have a child in daycare there you go <laughs> so easy we could do that we could we could knock that out like in a couple weeks ain't no problem yeah, that, ain't take long at all. <laughs> that didn't take long at all for us to reach your four grand so and it was money that we were going to spend anyway so we just put daycare on the car mm-hmm. for a couple weeks and we met that four thousand dollars threshold and we got the free ticket or the free pass by the way that can pay your pass you can get that free ticket like throughout the whole year. So like we went to Jamaica, got a free ticket. If we were to go to somewhere a month later, like basically you can get as many trips as you can in with the free ticket within that year. So if you want to renew it every year, you just have to keep spending, you know, the goal amount. But the bottom line is look into it, do your research. Um, let's see. Um, anything else with logistics or like planning? Um, nah, that part I think we got pretty much covered, but I guess we can talk about, I guess the flight, I guess the flight there. All right. So where we are in our area, Virginia, you can't get a, a direct flight anywhere. So we'll just talk about the flight to Jamaica. So once we got <laughs> to Montego Bay airport, like you do your thing, you go through customs. And like she said a few minutes ago. If you're not staying in Montego Bay, you're prepared to go on a road trip, <laughs> which is why most hotels, resorts have a lounge. There's like a welcome sign. You go in, you got your little carry-on luggage. They say, hey, where's your ho- what resort you staying to? You staying at Couples or Beaches or whatever. We're going to take you to your lounge. They pour you a nice cocktail as you wait for your bus and your shuttle to take you on your road trip to whatever parish or area you're going to. 
for us, we were going to um, we were at couples resort. So well, let me be no, clear no. for someone like and then yeah, okay, he stayed at a couple. No, let me clarify what that is. Couples resorts is the, oh, the name. Brand. It's the brand. Cause yeah. I remember telling somebody I was like, oh well, I'm not, I'm not in a relationship. I said, wait a minute, I wasn't oh, talking no. about a couples type of resort. I was trying to say we stayed at a brand called Couples. And yes, they cater to couples, but it's for any grown adult. It was an adult um, only, all inclusive resort. Yeah, that's a tip. Like, yeah, if you're going to go, make sure it's adult only. All inclusive is <laughs> probably the way to go. Some people feel like they don't want to do all inclusive. I'd rather not stress about what I'm going to eat and drink <laughs> throughout the, my day mm-hmm. that I'm on the resort. So for us, that worked out well. Maybe, too, um, as we get further, we can kind of touch base on, like, maybe pros and cons of resorts. Because yeah. I think that was somewhat of a question that I might have got. You just remember, you just reminded me. But go ahead. But, yeah, so we had our lounge, had our drinks once we got on our bus. Um, one thing you got to be careful for is, like, the whole country's full of hustlers. So if somebody wants to grab your bag, you better be prepared to give that person at least 3 to $5. Yes, okay, Put a pin in that because, woof. Okay. Backtracking, I wanted to point out before we moved on from the airport. So going back to booking your trip, again, these are for beginners. People like us, we were beginners. If you're like a pro traveler, this probably, you don't, you don't probably care. Um, but for beginners, you're like, it's intimidating to try to like book these kind of trips on your own. So again, go to one of these sites like Southwest Vacations or Delta Vacations. They would do all the work for you. So not only did we book the resort and the flight pretty much through there, um, you can book a lot of, so a lot of these all-inclusive resorts, they will offer free airport shuttles, which is very important because David mentioned, at least in Jamaica, these airport shuttles are, some of these trips depend on what parish or part of the island you stay in. Your shuttle from your airport to your resort can be anywhere from an hour Two hours, three hours. Again, the first time we went, we drove three hours from the airport where we rode three hours. So keep that in mind. The, the further away you stay from Montego Bay, the more expensive your shuttle is. But the way around that is book a book a resort that has all that included. So the resort might cost a little more, but they're going to probably offer you some type of free transportation, taking you Picking you up from the airport, taking you to the hotel when it's time to get there, and then on your way back to go home, they're going to pick you up from the hotel and take you back to your return flight. Very important to try to look for free airport shuttles. Um, Also, these resorts, a lot of them have lounges in the airport, like he mentioned. Also, one I want to mention, if you stay at an all-inclusive resort that doesn't have their own lounge housed in the airport like couples resort if you stay at any couples resort they have a lounge that says couples resort and it's like a welcome center for people who are staying at the resort very cool like you feel very rich very vip like only people who stay at this resort can come in here (laughs) that's how it felt but if you don't have all that that's cool look up mo bay lounge m-o-b-a-y mo bay lounge that's for anybody coming through montego bay it is a legit lounge. It's for members only, meaning you pay the 50 to $80 a person, but that includes snacks, um, a bar in there, um, just all kind of stuff, TV, Wi-Fi. That's mainly catered to the people who have to wait to like catch a flight or you know waiting to get a ride from the hotel to go to the hotel. So I want to circle back on that. But back to what he said, so you, you know, you starting immediately from the airport, you're going to get hustled. Yes, you're going to get hustled. 
somebody's going to carry your bag to your shuttle or your bus or whatever it's taking you to your hotel or resort. Pro tip, I got it. You just got to tell them <laughs> you got it. Hold on to your stuff tight. I got it. And I don't need it. No, thank you. Yes. Load your stuff up. As soon as somebody touches it, be prepared to hand them a few dollars. Yeah. So I would recommend bringing lots of singles. Like if you're American listening to this, bring a lot of $1 bills. Because remember, the $1 bill or the, excuse me, the American, the U.S. currency means a lot more in Jamaica. David can probably explain that better. But our dollar goes further in Jamaica in most places similar. Yeah, and we'll talk about the... The kind of the kind of scamish things that can kind of happen when you're American, like spending your own money there. Yeah. So some people say, mm. you know, convert your money over. Most airports will have a currency um, desk there, like where you can convert your dollars. They'll have a machine where you can convert it. Um, for us, because we were staying all inclusive, we planned and knew like the only time we were going to be spending any actual money was like for driver tips, baggage tips, and shopping. But again, we kind of had inside information. Like, we were smart. We knew, like, well, I'm not going to... I We just knew not to overpay for certain stuff because they're going to probably jip us. So carry lots of singles, you know, dollar bills if you can. Lots of cash I would recommend. Um, but also keep your cash, like, tucked away safely. Yeah, because when you... Even anywhere in the Caribbean you're traveling, that American dollar is something that they probably... They want. They, they, they it stretches that. farther. So they rather have the American dollar than their own actual currency. Yep. So keep that in mind. So yeah. So keep those dollars in mind, like he said, for like the the random guy that's like, hey, I hold your bag. Tip him like two, three dollars. That's fine. You know, that's appropriate for that area. All right. So as you're on your bus, you're gonna be on your bus with not just you. It's gonna be anybody that's really going your to your parish or your direction that's staying <laughs> in any branded resort. That you're staying in. Mm-hmm. So on our bus, we were staying on. We're on a bus with everybody who was going to any type of couple resort in Ocho Rios. Couples brand, yeah. So yeah, couples brand resort, not couples as in two people, like <laughs> couples branded resort. Mm-hmm. So the thing with these drivers is, they cater to tourists. So the music is always going to be some sort of Bob Marley, probably the same CD, nothing really digital. CD's going to be going on over and over, but. One of the cool things about these drivers is that they make you feel welcome. They're super friendly, and they give you like a full-fledged history of every spot that you're passing on the way to your resort. Yes. Whatever questions you have, they answer. They're very knowledgeable about <clears throat> their area, the history, the land, the people, mm-hmm. like everything. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. You think like, because at home here, if you ask a bus driver something... <laughs> Or any type of public transportation, something they may not even answer your question. <laughs> but in Jamaica, they can tell you like, "Hey, at this time and this time, this street is gonna be super busy because people get off work and they're dying to go to KFC Listen, and Starbucks." Listen, don't, don't bring that KFC up yet. <laughs> KFC deserves its right. own talking point. Okay. <clears throat> and like over here, this house, this person stayed here, and then this person stayed here. And now nobody stays here. Now it looks like this. And now it's this sort of landmark. Like, like that type of deep, rich history mm-hmm. that you just get from. You're getting that free pretty much from um, the bus driver. if you have a good outgoing bus driver. Yeah. Um, speaking of driving, I just want to go ahead and um, let y'all know. <laughs> if you're afraid of people driving fast or if you're afraid of just going anything over 100 miles an hour, don't go to Jamaica, okay? 
Um, the driving's crazy. Like there's no better way to explain. Like you're gonna you're gonna feel overwhelmed <laughs> with the any car that you get in, any bus, you're gonna feel like um NASCAR. I mean, I don't really know any other way to explain it. They drive on the right side of the road. So if you're in America, you know, we drive on the the left side, mm-hmm. you know, they drive on the right side. So there's already that learning curve there. Thank goodness we didn't decide to drive or rent a car. We, mm-mm, nope. <laughs> but riding in a van full of people or even riding in a regular car, which we did both. Ooh. Um, I mean, they just push 100, 100 miles like it's nothing. And then they're, they, some of the roads are paved. Some of them are not. Some of the roads are on hills, valleys. Are you just going up hills? Man. Like you going up a one lane hill. One lane. And you your driver honking the horn just to let you know, let another car know that some that somebody's coming. Yeah. So when they go like so yeah, in Jamaica, and I'm sure this is the other islands of the Caribbean, but um when they are turning a curve, they have to blow the horn to so that the person on the opposite side of the road knows like, oh, there's an oncoming car. So they don't like have a head on collision. So they have to honk the horn to let anybody else know. Like if you come around this curve, there's a car coming on the other side. So it's just so many things that we learn. Like, oh my goodness, like the driving is crazy. So um, seat belts, you know, depends on the car, may not be a thing. Um, but the irony is there's billboards. I don't talk about, the, I want to talk about these billboards in Jamaica. Jamaica has these billboards literally everywhere you look. It'd be a billboard. But the one that stood out, there was one that always was like, buckle up, don't die. Um, oh, and then yeah, it was yeah. a billboard that had like the full on statistics of like deaths, of highway deaths. Like it was like 2017, 20 deaths uh, on this road. And then. Yeah, it was a sentence of like, <laughs> very like specific how many people died from on car this road from that certain road. <laughs> and I'm like, in oh. that certain spot. So stuff like that. They're very forward with that. Um, then you'll see a random ad for like. Um, random stuff like baked beans in a can like just like really random um of course kfc you see ads like every other ad is an ad for kfc um it just it's funny if you go to jamaica if you've been you know what i'm talking about those billboards are just unique okay they are one of a kind (laughs) un just unbelievable billboards like random stuff and random like sayings that they'll have and quotes um, so that's that. So yeah, just be prepared for the driving and just say your prayers. Just just pray about it and just close your eyes. Um, but I will say, so like he said, when like for us, we stayed in Ocho Rios. Our drive from Ocho Rios was an hour and 45 minutes. We had a good driver. Like he said, he gave us a nice deep tour, talking tour basically. So that hour and 45 minutes felt like nothing. And then just the scenery. It's so beautiful. Just... Riding in the car anywhere in the island is so beautiful to just take in and look at. You mm-hmm. could literally just stare out the window and be filled by just looking, you know, looking out the window, looking at all the, the greenery, the houses, the the Caribbean sea that's in the background pretty much everywhere you go. It's just a beautiful place. All right. <clears throat> you want to talk about hustles or you want to get like to when we got to the resort? Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll get there. So, cause the hustling just happens everywhere you go. Hustling meaning 
Hey, that shirt you got, can I buy it? Hey, your hair is pretty. You want me to charge you? Can you can you pay me to like put your hair in a ponytail? Like they will haggle you for everything. But yeah, so we finally get to the resort. So a lot of people asked um, when I was posting. So again, I was posting, but not necessarily in real time because safety. So I didn't really tag where we stayed um, too much or at all really um, because yeah, just in case someone's there and you just never know. So we end up staying at a resort called Couples um, Tower Isle. So it's three to four different couples resorts in Jamaica. Um, when we went 10 years ago, we stayed at Couples, swept away in the grill. That was three hours away from the airport. The airport, by the way, if I didn't mention, is in Montego Bay. Yeah, that's the main airport. That's the, the main, main airport. airport. There is an airport in Kingston, um, some people do fly into Kingston, but 99% of the time as a tourist, you're going to be flying into Montego Bay. They're going to recommend you fly into Montego Bay instead of Kingston. Um, but couples brand, again, they have several different resorts throughout the island, but, um, two of them are in Ultra Rio. So we stayed at the couples tower Isle. Um, we thought that was a better fit for us and what we needed. Also, let me backtrack. Um, Someone asked, too, about the viral renewal. We'll kind of touch base on that in a second. But booking the trip for us with, with Couples Resort, for example, they required that you add on your viral renewal package in advance. So when we booked through that website that I told you all about, um, when we booked the resort, it asked you for extras, like if you want to add on what room you want and what, what packages and all that. So they had the option to add on the viral renewal package. And that's what I did. I picked a package the cheapest one they had, honestly. And um, I just added it on at the time of booking. And then immediately, like maybe a week or two later, someone from that resort actually reached out to me, pretty much like a wedding coordinator. And then they scheduled, like, they confirmed, like, what date, time, location on the resort that we wanted to have a ceremony. So someone had asked, like, the logistics behind that. Again, the once you book with the resort, they pretty much do everything for you. That's one of the advantages of an all-inclusive. You just show up. You pay them, of course, and you're paying for it, but you just show up, and everything is, like, organized for you. Yeah. Yeah, you're paying for the, you're paying for the good customer service yeah. and the hospitality. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. So, we talked about um, where we stayed. So, yeah, we stayed at the Couples uh, Tower Isle. I am a researcher, so by the time we actually physically set foot in the property... I already felt like I knew the place because I had watched YouTube vlogs about the resort. I Googled, I read TripAdvisor reviews. I made sure like it was the right place for us. I just enjoyed doing that. And also it's a lot of money. So I just wanted to make sure like we were getting the best bang for our buck. Um, ironically, one of the YouTube vlogs that I watched, um, she featured one of the workers in her vlog and I ended up seeing him. Um, and so I was, when we got there, I said, David, there's such and such from the vlog I was watching. This is one of the workers. He was being nosy. He was like, he looked at me like, are you talking about me? And I said, Hey, I saw you on a YouTube video and, um, uh, man, what was his name? I, know, I forgot. Oh Maybe, man. Um, was it Andre? No, Andre was a bartender. Oh no, no, no. Oh man. Oh man. I forgot his name guys. Um, but he's, he's, um, he works at Couples Tower Isle. He's very friendly, and if you just mention the guy from YouTube, they're going to know who you're talking about. Yeah, because he knew exactly the vlog he was on. Yes, and so once we made that connection with him, he was like our friend the entire week. 
Um, everywhere we saw him, he spoke. He checked us in our room for us. You know, he hooked us up. He made sure we knew where everything was. He was very good at his job. Um, so, again, that's where we stayed. I will probably link it below. I don't get any kickback from this. These are honest reviews. <laughs> um, I wish that we were getting a kickback, but we're not. So, <laughs> one um, maybe one day. One so, day. couples, anybody from that brand, if you're listening, come on now. Give me one night free. One night free is all we ask. We've been to your resorts twice now. <laughs> no, but um, so I will say with Couples Resort, oh, that one that we stayed at. So the couples swept away in the grill, hands down, awesome. I mean, it was like we had like a little private villa. It was it was probably the best, the better of the two. Couples, uh, couples Tower Isle where we stayed. Um. I'll lead with the landscaping, the outdoor grounds. It was beautiful. They had a live bird. Um, what do you call it when it's like a bird? Yeah, like a bird walk or something? It's, but it's like an A word. Somebody arbitrary. It's a, it's a bird sanctuary they had. They literally had live birds, parrots on the grounds that you could visit. They had coffee shop. They had all the things that a resort would have. Game rooms, fitness rooms. Pretty much literally everything that you could think of, every activity that you can think of, they had. Beautiful, beautiful place. A spa, they had all the things. The only gripe I have the place um, was the rooms. I will say they're a bit dated. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. The rooms could use some help, but the out that outdoor grounds, the scenery, hands down, probably really just the best. Um, and of course you're in Jamaica, so you're going to have the sea and all that. It's just, it's a beautiful place with the rooms again, definitely need some upgrades. If I had to say, I think the hotel is older, like mm -hmm. old, old, and they've renovated several times, but they need to continue to renovate the rooms, but everything else, um, customer service was good. When you go to these resorts, the good thing is like, once you check in, you're like famous for the week. They're going to remember your name. Um, depends on where you, depending on the activity you do, they're going to remember like your meals, your favorite drink that you get. Yeah. That's their job. It's to literally cater to you. So the service was really good there. Um, let's see when we first got there because we going to eat wherever we go straight off the plane. We went right to, um, the main dining area and oh, we picked a good night to go. We picked a good night. Good so we landed on a Wednesday and we got to the resort at like, what, four or five o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah. And it was like the beginning of their dinner time. And basically they had like a Caribbean buffet. Yeah, it was a Caribbean Caribbean buffet night. So, I mean, it was oxtail on the buffet. Like, that's all I got to say. It was braised oxtail on the buffet. Yeah. Like, so all you can eat oxtail, curry goat, curry chicken, um... Escovish, like uh, snapper, all all the Caribbean, like the traditional Caribbean foods that you get here, there, are just better. Yes, I mean the fact that you said oxtails on a buffet, like that is not even a thing. You could mm. bear, you could go to any Jamaican restaurant right now, and they are out of oxtails. They're not gonna mm. have it, and if they do have it, it's like twenty one ninety nine for two oxtails and red, <laughs> and like red, uh beans yeah, and rice. And, yeah, rice and peas. That's it. That's it. Yeah, this wasn't an oxtail that was little with a bunch of bones. No. You know, these were meaty oxtails. I was like, yo, where are they getting them from? But obviously, we're getting them, you know, from the source. <laughs> um, but yeah, so again, one of the advantages of all inclusive is you don't pay for nothing. You don't even tip these people. Like, your tip, everything is pretty much included when you booked it. Um, 
So you just show up, you eat, you can eat as many times as you want. Even if it's not a buffet, you could go to the restaurant and you could order pretty much as many entrees off the menu. So, and I'm, and I'm talking to the people who've never stayed at all inclusive. Cause I know some people are like, I've done that before. Listen, there's a lot of listeners who reached out who have never had the opportunity to stay at all inclusive. So they did look to me for questions, uh, look to me for answers to these questions. So I'm just kind of you know, catering it to people who are looking at doing this. So shout out to y'all for planning and, and pursuing pursuing the opportunity to like check it out. If you've been on a cruise, it's all inclusive resorts are very similar, but um, it's very I would say it's much more personalized when yeah. you stay at a resort because you're on land, you're coming and going. It's just a lot more personable. So. The food, we don't have to spend too much time um, on the food, but the food and resorts, you know, it's fine. It's good. Um, some days, some restaurants on the resorts are better than the others. Um, but if you want to get, like, the best food, you're going to want to get out the resort. Oh, you got to get out. You got to get out the resort. I mean, you're not going to get the true local experience if you stay on the resort your entire trip. you just not. Yeah, because right. you got like, to think about the, the food on the resort, the catering, the tourist palace. Like, mm-hmm. so you'll have some traditional stuff or traditional like house like food that they do but they're also they catering into like every type of american or european so they can eat it too no nope. so like you're gonna get the cliche like jeep uh jamaican beef patties yeah rice and beans like you said some plantain mixed in there oxtail maybe one day yeah they'll jerk chicken you to death though. oh my goodness jerk chicken and it's good and it's definitely not like the jerk chicken you get in the states but my goodness, it's a lot. I mean, every meal is jerk chicken, jerk chicken. And then they had a 24-hour grill that had nothing but, like, um, beef patties and popcorn. Very random. But, you know, so it's the, <laughs> it's it's stuff like that. So you're going to you're gonna get the, the traditional cliche stuff. But, again, if you want local, one of a kind, or just a different taste, you got to get off that resort. Um, let's see. It's so much to talk about. We're trying to keep this, like, precise and, like, organized for you guys with some good gems to take away um let's see so again the resort was pretty much where we laid our head and did some activities during the day or excuse me mostly during the night we would do resort activities at night but during the day during that daytime let's talk about the we were in those jamaican streets okay so adventures so we called this trip like an island Mm. tour because we we were we were getting some miles, getting some miles in around that island, okay? So, a lot of um, questions were surrounded by, okay, you get off the resort. Okay, but how? Who, what, when? How did y'all get off the resort? Did you, what did you do? Valid question. Because the first time, we pretty much just stayed on the resort. Um, and we, well, we did end up getting off the resort by happenstance. Um, but we had no plan. That was just like unplanned. But this time around, we knew in advance, like, all right, we're going to stay at the resort. We're going to do all that fun stuff. But we want to see some different places. We want to be where the locals are. Safety, of course. Safely, of course. So me being the researcher I am, about around the same time I booked it. So I said I booked the trip in June. Around that same time, I just started um, another tip. You, gotta, you have to expand your search um, options. Instead of just Googling things, Get really comfortable with searching on Instagram. A lot of people search on TikTok. I don't have a TikTok, but a lot of people say they find tips and information on TikTok. 
Um, but Instagram, get comfortable searching and putting in specific hashtags on Instagram. So for me, I want to say I search like hashtag Jamaican drivers, things like that, keywords or hashtag um, Caribbean drivers or or you know things like that. And so I ended up finding um, a whole bunch of people who posed as drivers in Jamaica. Um, also, I'm a part of a lot of Facebook travel groups. So um, one of them was like a travel group for, I think, black women or something like that. And a, a girl posted. So a girl that was in a group, she happened to be a Jamaican driver. And she had her own business. And she posted in the group and said, like, hey, I just got my license far as business license, not driver's license. But she just got her business license and she now owns a woman-owned driving company in Jamaica, which is a big deal because a lot of women in Jamaica don't really do those type of jobs. So she posted that, you know, hey, you know, if you want to use my services, book me. And so I actually reached out to her first and she was very nice. She had a website. She referred me to her Instagram, um, told her my date. She ended up not being available. But one thing about Jamaicans, they stick together. So if they can't do the job, they get about 5011 homeboys or homegirls that can do it. So this girl <laughs> referred me to another man and was like, I can't do the dates. I'm actually going to be on vacation. Here is a guy that I know. I will send him your information. He will give you the same top-notch service that I would have. So we ended up, um, she ended up sending me this guy's Instagram. And that was the fun thing and cool thing about it. I was able to kind of follow these people on Instagram and kind of get to know them a little bit, quote unquote, that way, like if they're going to be driving me around their personal vehicle, you know, at least I kind of feel like, all right, I see how they move for like three months before coming. I got to know you. So I ended up finding this guy, shout out to Speckle, um, on Instagram. I ended up, um, I think his page, I'll link his page just in case. Um, his page is Voom Tours, V-O-O-M-T-O-U-R-S. So this young lady forwarded me Speckles information. He's a driver in Jamaica. He has. He's also a DJ, a party promoter. Long story short, um, when we got to the resort, he had been. So we booked him. We paid him a deposit. That's how that works. Um, again, be comfortable doing things a little differently. So I messaged him on Instagram. I was like, "Hey, I was referred to you." He already knew. He's like, "Yes, that's my friend." Um, long story short, I communicated with him through DM on Instagram. Um, he required a deposit. I was a little nervous because <laughs> he wanted me to pay like $350. And so again, um, well not again, I was going to mention, make sure you negotiate because in Jamaica and pretty much everywhere you go overseas, you can negotiate. So I told him, I said, look, is there any way I can maybe give you a hundred dollars to secure the dates? I, you know, I'm not comfortable giving you $350 right now. Um, and he said, sure. Like immediately he didn't even fight me. He was like, sure. So I ended up, um, cash app. I think we cash apped him, mm -hmm. um, a hundred dollars. And so in my mind, I'm like nervous. I'm like, well, if something happens and he's a scam, it's a hundred dollars. I mean, it's not a thousand. So we'll see what happens. But based off of what he was posting, everything was looking like it was going to check out. So, um, he was pretty generous. Like every now and then he would check in and say, Hey, you ready to come to Jamaica? Are you guys ready to come? Like, you know, congratulations. Like, he was already kind of... Yeah, he was getting us hype. He was hyping us up. He was hyping us up. He was building a rapport. So I was like, okay, this is cool. I'm still nervous. I don't know this man, but, you know, cool. I'm starting to feel like, all right, by the time we actually get there, we're going to know him. So we ended up um, 
the day before he reached out and was like, hey, what oh, time are you coming? We booked all excursions through him too. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. So a lot of people was like, why did you need a driver? Thank you for reminding me. So we, we needed a driver because... So, okay. So backtrack. The Couples Resort brand, they're very good because, again, they include airport transportation to and from, like pickup, drop all to the airport. They The biggest savings with them is they also include lots of excursions included. So Dunn's River Fall, which we'll touch base on some activities you can do in Jamaica. Dunn's River Fall, if you book that separately, that's you're looking at like $100, $200 per person just to get transportation to and from Dunn's River Falls. And that's just one activity. So if that's two people, that's about, you're looking at about $400 right there, give or take, depending on who you book through. So Couples Resorts, they included that excursion free or included. So we did not pay. We booked that through the hotel. We didn't book anybody to take us there because it was free with our stay. So just make sure when you're booking the all-inclusive for Jamaica, I can't speak for other islands, make sure you get a resort that includes a lot of the common touristy spots so you can hit those up for free and then you can spend your money um, booking a driver that will that will take you to the other off-the-beaten-path places. So for our driver, we knew we wanted to basically go to um, Kingston. That was our main thing. Kingston is, it was about two hours away from Ocho Rios. Yeah. Um, we knew we wanted to go there because our very first trip, we went to the Bob Marley Museum, which is in another part of Jamaica, but we found out there's actually a second Bob Marley Museum, which is in Kingston, and that is his actual house um, and, you know, the last place that he was at before he passed away. So we were like, oh, this time around, we want to go to Kingston. If you know about Kingston, I'm sure you've heard terrible things about Kingston and that it's all bad and it's a lot of crime. And those things are true. Um, it is it is filled with crime. Yeah, but it's, it's true and not all, not all true. But it's, right. It all depends on where you go. It all depends on where you go. Um, so, we'll, we'll, again, we're going to be deep diving a little bit more in a minute, but I just wanted to kind of touch base on this driver, hiring a driver situation. So our main goal was to go to Kingston, go to the Bob Marley Museum. We also wanted to just have somebody local that, that kind of knew the real places to take us, if that makes sense. So we ended up um, booking our Kingston trip through him. So when you book with a personal driver, they're going to charge your price, but it's usually going to include, you know, gas for them and, admission to whatever you're doing so we wanted to do the museum we wanted to do atving and we wanted to do um rafting bamboo rafting okay that's a cool thing to do so we did three excursions with the driver that we had and we paid a deposit like i said i paid a deposit on instagram and then the agreement was when you get to jamaica um after the trip is done pretty much after he takes us and we do the excursion you pay at the end um, but it was much cheaper to book it privately like that. Again, because they're just local people. They're small businesses trying to make it. So you can negotiate with them and they're going to probably give you a better deal. Also, the advantage of booking a private driver is they know people on the island. So like they're not going to give you that touristy or that resort cost. They're going to give you like straight, this is my homeboy's ATV lot. Like come here, you know. So you got to be comfortable. You might be going to somebody's backyard or ATV, but hey, it's Jamaica and you know, it's his backyard is the Caribbean sea. So you're still going to get all the views and the vibes. Um, but you're just not going to have the name brand like resort excursion. So we're going to circle back to that as well. But, um, basically 
this guy, again, he was very professional. We got to the resort. Um, so the next day, so we got to the resort on Wednesday. So that Thursday, we had an excursion schedule with this guy. Um, the plan was pick me up at like, I don't know, let's just say 10 o'clock. This is the funny thing. So you can explain what happened. And we threw things off just a little bit. So we we get outside. We meet Speckle. Um, Speckle's probably like the tallest Jamaican I've met because I'm not used to meeting Jamaicans that I'm eye level with. He's probably a little bit taller than me. He's probably about 6'4", 6'5", and I'm 6'3". So he says hello. He's all excited. He's like, you know, your anniversary trip. You know, He's there with his car. Yeah. He's got his car. You know, we take a picture. But he has a... F- he has a friend with him. And usually, like, we used to, because the last time we came to Jamaica, like, we were driving a taxi driver, but he also had a friend with him. So I assume everyone drives with somebody for whatever reason. But he was like, hey, I'm going to let you know. Like, you know, and also that week, it was like their Independence Day week. was Independence was like day that weekend. He said, I'm going to be d- busy doing this, this, and this, but I got my brother Sean, and he'll take good care of you. So already I'm like, oh, wait a minute now. I have not, I don't so, even know what he's talking about. Who's Sean? We've been communicating with you for the last three months. Like, what's going on? So my whole thing was like, all right, well, hold on. Like, Sean seemed fine, but we've already paid you money. Right. Does Sean know the itinerary? Like, are we paying Sean the same prices as we paying you? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just whatever, whatever you pay me, whatever price we have told me, we're going to give to Sean. So it was like, all right. But it just kind of threw you off at this point because you're assuming we ride with Speckle. Now we got to ride with Sean. So we I'm thrown the- off because I'm like, I have been following Speckle for yeah. like three months on Instagram. Now I'm like, I don't know this man. What if this is a setup? So I was like, man, this is where it is. <laughs> yeah, like we're building a rapport with Speckle. Now we got to like go in a car with someone we haven't met before. And it's like, all right. Literally blind date. <laughs> so at this point, all right, well, we... Be ready to go. Let's just go. And then you were you basically were like, all right, so you're gonna take us to Kingston, Bob Marley House, Devon House, and like you kept repeating that tender. He was like, Yama, 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 yama. Everything, yeah. Listen, you know how like in America we'll say like cool or like okay or like that's fine. Like everything there is yama, yama, yama. I'm and so it's like okay, but yeah, man. But like, do you understand what I'm saying? Far as like the agreement, and so it was just threw us off because it was like okay, so we just got thrown with a new driver, and I felt bad because I was like I was hesitating. I'm like I don't know this man. I mean I don't know Speckle either, but like I don't know him. Like, and I felt bad because he was friendly and he was just waiting for us and professional. But it was just like a kid that was being passed off. To someone else, like, no, where's my mom, dad? Like, that's how we felt. Like, I don't know this man. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, but again, just be flexible. But Jamaicans, and I'm not stereotyping, but listen, like I said, the girl, the original, I got here because the original girl I messaged was like, I'm not free, but my homeboy can do it. All for me to communicate with him three months, all for us to get there. And he'd be like, I can't do it. Yeah, but so, he was professional because yeah. he had a plan B. <laughs> off, off for her homeboy that passes off <laughs> to his, to his homeboy. homeboy. And it was like, all right. So yeah, we in the car. We are headed the trip to Kingston. It was about two hours. Within about 10 minutes of that trip, <laughs> Sean says, 
We're going to pull over right here and pick up a roster friend. I'm like, what? We already like, I'm sorry. What, sir? Mine just right. 10 minutes in now because we like already still recovering so, from the pass off. So in my mind, I'm like, all right. I already was prepared. There's no way we're going to ride this whole trip with this, you know, Jamaican man. He ain't going to pick up anybody. I assume something else is about to happen. Also, real quick, not to interrupt. We think, too, um, they, basically they thought we were crazy because we were Americans asking to go to Kingston. That's not a normal touristy place. So I think for the driver, he probably was like, okay. Because, again, they gonna, <laughs> they bought their money. They'll take you wherever you want to go. But they know the area. So they're like, hmm. I'm going to Kingston, which is like a big city in Jamaica. So like they probably knew like I need to basically have my own security, if that makes sense. So yeah, I'm not gonna he, drive with these two strangers in my car two hours away. Yeah, because kind of fact, so he picks up his roster friend, literally on the corner. He's got a little sack with him, locks, light skin, introduces himself, says his name is Red Scar. <laughs> I like, said, you know what? Me? And I looked at David like, you know what? Yeah, and he looked like a dude. At first, you didn't really want to mess with him. I'm like, all right, well. He looked like he bowed it. We got, like, you know, the nice, friendly driver. And then we got his hard-looking friend. Turns out he he was fine. He was fine, but he um, said his name is Red Scare. So. Yeah, and then eventually you got his um government out. I think it was Renfro. Mm. was his government. Mm, okay. But come to find out, they're both from Ultra Reels. They know Ultra Reels well. Sean didn't know Kingston that well, but Red Scare knew Kingston well enough. That's why Sean brought him around. Also for like, I need you to have my back, but also look out for me. If I make the wrong turn, you can tell me how to get in and get out. Yeah. So on the way to Kingston, you know, Sean makes us comfortable. He gives us little water bottles. He's got like a little screen, his little, his car, Wi-Fi. And I was pretty impressed. Oh, he got Wi-Fi playing, you know, YouTube. He's like, yo, whatever music you want. We let him pick the music, so it was a really good, good reggae mix. And we rode on, Jamaica has a highway. Yes, like a 264. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody really remembers. Like I-95. Yeah. yeah, so if anybody remembers watching my Insta stories, you saw it. I probably will probably do a little recap um, on the podcast page. I might share the reel that I made. But yes, they have like a whole paved highway that, again, you don't see that part of Jamaica advertised at all. I said, wow, they have a highway system. It's not all private roads or dirt roads. Yeah, so on the highway, I think we had to pay like two different tolls. Again, but we that those tolls were included in his driver fee. Yeah, he was so already prepared we did, for that. Yeah, so he paid for it up front, and the price that we agreed to pay him included all that. Gas, tolls, entrance to the museum, etc. Yeah, so the funny thing, by the time we got into Kingston, it's a major city, so it was traffic. Like, backed up traffic. We made a couple wrong turns, got turned about, and then <laughs> they got lost. So they rolled down the window. We got guys trying to clean the window. Sean, like, no, no, no. I mean, I can't I mean, I need to clean the window. But then, even the hustlers on the street are hustling their own Jamaicans. Yeah. So, being that Sean said, hey, I don't need you to clean my window, he still had to give the man $2 just to get off his window. Right. Someone said, hey, how do you get to the museum? What's turn? They asked for money. Told him the right turn. He had to pay for that information. It's almost like <laughs> every sentence is going to cost you about a dollar. Yeah, so don't talk to anybody because <laughs> it's going to cost you. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so if you ever been in New York City in the 90s, I remember going to New York in the 90s. Maybe they still do it. 
But it was a thing where they would just stop you at the stoplight and wash your windows. But mind you, like, they wouldn't even ask. They would just throw water on your windshield, wash your windows, and then be like, all right, give me some money. I know in New York that was a thing. Here, I mean, there, when we went to Kingston, I didn't notice it anywhere else. When we went to Kingston, yeah, they would just throw the water on, like you said, and clean the windows. But, like, no one even asked you to clean the window. And then if it's not the window cleaners that's selling grapes on or ginnups, they call them ginnups, these little grape-looking things on the side of the road, they'll shove it down your window. You got to just keep saying no. Um, they're se- they sell anything. I think they were selling rum on the side of the road that we saw. Just imagine, like, selling rum on the side of the road. Like, it's crazy. Um, yeah. So... It's just a, you got to respect it. It's a hustle. At the end of the day, Jamaica is a very poor country. There's no sugarcoating that. These resorts do not give you the real view of that. But once you get off that resort, it looks real different. It's a beautiful place. It's literally like, it's literally like a diamond in the rough. Yeah, because it's crazy because as you're driving through like this beautiful island, like you see all types of poverty too. Yes. So it kind of gives you, it gives you a lot of mixed emotions, like. Wow, this is beautiful, but like you're literally on the street with a table selling like snacks and fruit. Mm-hmm. And then the kids, there's a lot yeah. of kids, like literally six, seven years old out there on the side of the road selling stuff. And they get out there early in the morning and they're out there all day. So it just puts things in perspective. So for us, um, when we were out, I'm kind of skipping ahead, but like anywhere we went, if there was like local people, we made sure that we tried to shop local, meaning not the touristy spots. We would stop at the man on the side of the road that was selling coconut cups. We bought coconut cups from him and made sure, like, you know, we paid what we felt was fair um, for him because these people, they're just trying to get by. You know, it's, it's definitely the work system. It's different. It's not like it is in the U.S., like the structure of jobs and things like that. A lot of people are working for themselves out there. Um, but yeah, so we ended up going to Kingston. Um, we got there safely. Sean ended up, you know, like I said, getting, getting there safely. He had his friend there. Um, I don't know if I should share this. Um, just, just know that if you are spending time with local Jamaicans, that's not working for the resort or not working for any company. Again, Sean and his friend were pretty much locals. People like basically our new friends that we met. Just know that they're going to offer you the Jamaican way. Okay. Oh yeah, they're gonna give you some libations. They gon' like, they gonna offer you some things on your trip. Yeah. And that's up to you. But it's legal there. It's not illegal here. It's it's legal there right now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, now yeah. it is. So if you know, you know. I'm just saying. So don't be alarmed, don't be um approved about it. That is their way of life. They're mm-hmm. going to do it in front of you if you say no, they're gonna do it in front of you and there's nothing you can do about it. That's it's the same as like smoking a cigarette and driving. Very common. You also can drink and drive there. Our driver did not do that, thankfully. Um, That would have made me a little bit uncomfortable. They drink and drive there. I don't know. You can drink and drive. They will drink and drive. Well, yeah. I don't know if it's against the law or not, but they're going to do it. They're going to do it. Um, But, you know, our driver, he was very professional. His friend was very nice. They didn't do anything that made us feel crazy. Um, Highly recommend. I'll have Sean's information linked below. Um, as well, I put all of their information honestly because if you don't work with Sean, you can work with the other guy or the girl. Um, they all they all were professional how they handled it. But we our personal experience was with Sean. Sean he's with the company called Lions Tour J A and that's L Y O N T O U R S J A Lions Tour J A. 
Again, everything will be linked in the show notes. That's his Instagram, Lions Tour JA. Um, but when we got to Kingston, again, don't be afraid. I will say, obviously, be safe wherever you go, anywhere you go in the world, to be honest, especially as a black person. Um, don't be naive thinking like, oh, I'm a filled with black people in Jamaica. Like, you still got to be safe. Use common sense. Um, but we did go to Kingston. It is, it does have a bad reputation, understandably so. It's They said the population of Kingston is a million people, which is crazy when you think that the island is so small. Again, you can get around that island in 12 hours. So to know that one million people of that island is in one city, that goes to show you like it's a highly populated place, lots of crime, but it's also home to like, it's their capital. So it's home to all the corporate buildings and businesses that run Jamaica. They're all mostly are housed in Kingston. Um, even though it was a city, it was still very beautiful. Again, it was another diamond in the rough, beautiful scenery, um, homes, shops, uh, the people, just the types of people. It was just, it was a beautiful place. Um, even in the midst of all its chaos, uh, we went to the Bob Marley Museum. Again, be mindful if you want to do Bob Marley. There's two. So when you're booking it, make sure you know where you're going. The Kingston one is going to be the furthest away from pretty much any resort that you stay because Kingston is not close to anywhere that tourists are going to stay. Um, so again, from Ultra Rios, Kingston was two-hour drive. That drive from Ultra Rios to Kingston was very beautiful. It felt like a car commercial. Like, you know, those commercials where they're driving up and down the hills, mm-hmm. um, over the around the cliffs. It looked it so beautiful. Um, very beautiful drive. I can't even explain it. Just look it up. So it's a beautiful drive. Uh, flowers, the mountains, it's just beautiful. Um, Sean was speeding the entire time. You know, felt a little scared. But, you know, once you got over that, it was smooth sailing. Um, let's see. But yeah, so we went to the museum. It was Bob Marley's house. Yeah, that's um, the one on, I think it's 56 Hope Road. Yes. That's the main one where you got the studio. The other one in Nine Mile, that actually is in Ocho Rios. In Saint, actually in mm-hmm. St. Anne. was the, I think the parish that Ocho Rios is in. So that one is closer. That one, if you're saying Ocho Rios, the Nine Mile one is closer. It is nice. That's where he was born. But you feel like you're still missing something. If you want to get the full Bob experience, you need to go to the one in Kingston. And now the one in Nine Mile um, where he was born, it's, it's his childhood home, and yeah. it's also where he's buried. So we did get to see the mausoleum where he was buried. So his body is there. But if you, um again, want to see where he was at, you know, before he died, his home that's featured in some of his photos, his studio where he recorded most of the biggest hits that he has, everything took place in the house. So... The main rule of that museum is that you can't take any pictures or video when you go inside. So there is no photos or nothing that you can Google that's going to reveal the inside of the house. If you see anything online, trust me, they got it illegally. They're very tight. They had cameras everywhere in there. People were watching you. Like, yeah, they watched you. You yeah. will not get any footage of yeah. this house inside. Now, outside, they would like take all the pictures that you want. But it was crazy how tight that is. And I'm like, what? But inside, there were, like, um, lots of his albums framed. You Again, you saw the studio, they said, is still in operation. The studio is legendary. Like, lots of famous people have come through those doors. The house is big for the time. I think he died in, what, the 80s. So, you know, for the 60s, 70s, and 80s, the house was considered big. Nowadays, it's like, you know, decent-sized house, mm-hmm. modest, but um, two-level home. 
Um, beautiful place. I really can't really say much because I mean, it's just, it's just the Bob Marley and all the history. It's, it, it gives you the creeps in a good way. Um, you felt the energy of like power there. Like, oh my goodness. Like, Ooh, this was a legend. Like, you know, these are the same walls. We also saw his bedroom, which is funny because they said, um, any woman who goes in that bedroom will soon have a baby after that. <laughs> and so I said a little prayer before I went in there, like, that won't be me. That, oh, yeah. That won't be God me. Said. He was like, lady, like, don't touch the bed. Don't you touch the bed. Pregnant. You end up pregnant. Um, But in his bedroom, they had his original bed. They had an original spliff in there. <laughs> like, that supposedly oh, was his, okay. his spliff. They had a, a piece of that left. They had his original Bible. Um, So it was pretty cool. Like, I love seeing, like, original artifacts and things like that. So... His bathroom, they had his blender that he made his smoothies in with sea moss. Like, Bob Marley was very ahead of his time. Um, so, all that was wonderful, worth it. I think it costed, what, $25 a person to get in? Yeah. But, again, we had already paid all that to the driver. The drivers, too, they get some kind of kickback and deal when they bring people to these things. So, it's like a win-win for everybody. Us, we're getting a better package deal, and then they get something for bringing people to these things. Um, let's see. Um, on our way out of Kingston, our original plan was to go to Kingston for the museum and then see um, an area called Emancipation Park, which is downtown. So if you ever venture out, that's still worth going to. Um, it has a really nice monument and mural there. So we actually didn't get a chance to go there. We changed our mind um, because we, for the sake of time, it's like it's like a big city. So traffic was a thing. It was a lot. So we end up going to a place called Devon House. So Devon House is another museum that's the house of a, um, I think Jamaica's first black millionaire. Yeah. I say black, y'all, because Jamaican, Jamaica is black, but the history is a little complicated, okay? Yeah, so I mean, just, they only been free for about 50 years. Yeah, do your research, because so, yeah, there was so a, lot a lot of, of non-blacks that was in Jamaica, running Jamaica. Yeah, so you look at the history, like, they've had plenty of white prime ministers and stuff like that. So, like, that British colonization is real. Yes. Um, They're still there. Like, you'll, there's plenty of white people with Jamaican accents, and it's not like a Chet Hanks type, I'm being funny. No, these people are white Jamaicans with the accent. Mm-hmm. That's just from, like, colonization and people just be, just being there. Even um Indian people there who own these touristy business, they'll turn that accent on. Listen, on so that. I was going to bring that up. Um, there, we'll get there. Cause yeah, I was a bit confused by that. So Devon house again is another nice museum to visit. If you want to do something that most tourists don't do, we did not get the chance to go inside the house again for the sake of time, but we would have had, we had more time, but Devon house has a ice cream shop next to the museum. And the house is big. It's like a big white mansion. I'm sure there's a lot of history there because it's like a plantation style house. But um, real nice house from what we can see on the outside. But there's this world famous, as they say, um, ice cream shop. And it's called Devon House Ice Cream. So we went there and I will say that ice cream was pretty good. They said it's like some of the best in the world. And I can't explain it. It was good. It was good. I had the um, ice cream that supposedly was like beer flavored, and I don't even like beer, but the ice cream, they let me sample it. It tasted like, I can't explain it. It was just very, um, very sweet, per se. What flavor ice cream did you get? 
Man, I don't even know. I feel like it was something like caramel or like toffee or something like that. Okay. Yeah, so check out Devin House ice cream. But then we later found out most places on the island, you could find Devin House anywhere in Jamaica. We thought it was just in Kingston, but... Oh, yeah, the ice cream, yeah. yeah. But it was cool to be able to get it from the original source, I guess. Yeah. And um, that place, it was on a like an area where there's lots of grass and a park. So it was filled with locals. So that was cool to like actually see where the local people go. You know how like after dinner here, you might go to like Krispy Kreme or hang out or, you know, whatever ice cream shop. Like that was like their local ice cream shop. So it was cool to like be around the locals, which brings me to another point with the money currency. Um, I recommend downloading the currency app or any kind of currency converter app because, again, we had our U.S. dollars with us, but when you go to these places, specifically a place that's local and catered toward the locals, they're going to always take your American money. So don't worry about that. They're going to take your dollars over there. But, you know, they might help you figure out how much, but, it's you know, you got to be careful because they might take advantage. So, for example, the ice cream cone, I think on the menu, is like $1,500. It looked like it was $1,500. But if you put it in the app, the currency app, currency converter, I'll link that. Um, but basically, it'll you'll put in Jamaican dollar equals what amount in U.S. dollars. And it told me that 1500 I think it equates to like, I don't know, $6 or something. Yeah, something like that. So I was like, whew, once you get over seeing those numbers, mm-hmm. it's pretty straightforward. But just keep that in mind. But then when you give them U.S. dollars, they might give you change back in Jamaican, Jamaican dollars. Yeah. So... Thankfully, I had David with me, the math whiz, because just talking about it, I was just overwhelmed. Because like that lady could have gave me back anything, and I would have been yeah. like, okay. <laughs> yeah, we walked out a few places where, like at the museum, it had two prices, basically like the Jamaican dollar price, the American dollar price. Yeah. Like Devin House had similar similar things where it's like, all right, this is what you pay in Jamaican dollars. If you have it, this is what you pay in U.S. dollars. Now, if you're a different type of tourist, I don't know what to tell you, but like the American dollars... They they had a currency. They kind of kept it even change, so I didn't have to get the um Jamaican dollars changed. But we went to like you know the best chicken in the world restaurant that we'll get to. They mm-hmm. gave me back change in Jamaican dollars. Yes, yes, um, yeah. So that was Devon House. Let's see. And then again, our plan was to go to um Emancipation Park and see like all the like downtown murals and paintings, but. Again, traffic was getting bad. Our driver, I could tell he was getting a little like, all right, you know. Like, he he's a local, so he knew things that we didn't know. No, he knew things he didn't. He knew things that we didn't know, so he kind of insinuated. I, I just got the vibe like he kind of was, like, ready to get out of Jamaica. I'm out of, well. well out of Kingston. He, <laughs> out of Kingston. Because yeah, it's he, that two-hour drive back plus traffic. Yeah, he was like, hey, if we don't leave now, like, we going to be here a while because of traffic. Yeah, so I was like, all right. So... I got the grand idea. This was not part of the plan, but I kept telling David, like, I keep hearing about KFC. Like, and mind you, this is the second day in Jamaica, and we had seen so many KFCs. I mean, they're like how 7-Eleven is on every corner. There were there was a KFC on every corner, y'all. Sometimes you even see a KFC connected to a Starbucks which was even more random. And I was like, yo, what is going on with this KFC? When we went to Jamaica 10 years ago, we noticed it, but we didn't pay attention hard. Again, we were very new to traveling at the time. And I was like, okay, KFC. And after we left and came back from that trip, 
somebody had told my husband, like, no, you really should have went to the KFC. It's so different. And we kind of, like, laughed it off, like, okay, whatever. Who goes out the country to go KFC? Because we don't even go to KFC here, for real, for real. Um, So it was like, oh, whatever. But this time, I was like, look, uh, we just hear so much about it. So I asked the driver, Sean, I was like, hey, Sean, I know this is not on the agenda, but, like, since we're not going to the third place, we're hungry. Do you think on the way back we can stop at KFC? You would have thought we said, you know, like, hey, you want like $3,000. Listen, him and his friend. Oh, their eyes lit up. Their eyes lit up. And I was like, what is going on? Why is everybody so excited about the KFC? And so he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I say he bust a U-turn, because I was like, hey, we can wait two hours. We'll wait the two hours until we get back to home, quote unquote, to Ultra Reels. He said, no, 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 we'll take you to the one right here. He, When I say he busted that U-turn so wide, he busted wide open. <laughs> Literally, he made a hard U-turn. Next thing you know, we're in the KFC parking lot, y'all. Y'all, the line, the line. Okay, it was in a shopping center. It was pretty big. All the KFCs out there, too, larger than life. Yeah. Larger than life. They're not like the KFCs here where it's like, all right, little rundown, little building. I'm trying to think about a store that's comparable. Think about like your big McDonald's, like a big McDonald's, maybe a, I I can't, they're just big. They're big. They're big. Their dining rooms are big. They're just big. Um, so the one we went in parking, could barely find parking. The drive-through line was literally like, I'm not exaggerating, probably 20 cars deep. Yeah, just think of like your busiest Chick Fil A and add like seven more cars to that. Yes, the and the drive through line was not moving, but people were parked. Um, and so as we were like parking and getting settled to go in, I just straight up asked Sean and his friend. I said, "Look, is is KFC really a big deal?" They both got excited. They told us like it is like the treat. It is like a special meal that they get. A lot of people will celebrate their birthdays at KFC. They will, like how, like, it's almost like kids here in pizza. Like, oh, pizza party. They'll do, like, KFC parties or, like, it's her birthday, so we're going to do KFC for her birthday. Like, it's, their KFC and chicken is, like, what pizza is to us. Instead of giving you a raise, I'm going to give you a pizza party. (laughs) Like, what they do in America, they do KFC over there. And so, um, that blew my mind. And I I guess I didn't expect him to be so excited. I I thought he was going to be like, oh, these tourists... But no, they were excited, probably because they were hungry too. So we ended up going in there. Um, Of course, we stood out because, again, we're black, but we're not Jamaican black. And I mean that because, like, how we, you know, I'm not being funny, but, like, how we dress um, is different than the norm over there. Like, we stood out. We looked probably like Americans or just obviously somebody else. Americans. They knew. I can't explain it. They just know. And then, of course, once you open your mouth, they're like, oh, yeah, she's clearly not from here. Um, So, KFC, I'll let you, I'll let you explain that. Um, Yeah, so the KFC experience, it was, was, I mean, it was, it was fun. So, we got there and it was interesting, too, because they only had Pepsi for soda. I mean, really, Pepsi for drink. The only soda they had was Pepsi. I didn't see any options for water, no lemonade, no nothing. And then I think the menu was basically like two-piece and fries or like a three-piece and fries. 
So when I look at it, everything is in, the, in Jamaican Jamaican dollars. So I got us two two pieces and fries, and that came to thirteen hundred dollars <laughs> Jamaican dollars. It ends up being like twelve dollars. Yeah, which is cheap compared to over so, here. And the service it was quick. Like by the time we paid, I stepped to the side within about three minutes. Got our two boxes of chicken. Sat down. And it was, I mean, the chicken is crispy. I mean, one, it was it's super fresh. You go to a KFC here, if you get fresh chicken, it's it's an, it's an anomaly. Yeah. The chicken was crispy. It was seasoned well, had a good heat to it. Um, fries was solid. It was, I was just, I was just more amazed <laughs> about just how like fresh this was, how fast it came out. And like, really, oh, this is really good. Like, this is some of the best fried chicken I've had, at least fast food fried chicken I've had in like in a while. Yeah. And then even the driver, he's looking at us as he's like, hey, the best chicken in the world, right? The best chicken I in mean, the world. Listen, like, they were hyping I this like, chicken yeah, I mean, up. This was good. Like, Mind was you, good. also, we were eating inside. You don't eat inside oh, no, no KFC here. You don't eat inside any fast food. No. So, and, and when it wasn't just us, it was like people in there. It was so many people that had security in there. It was Club KFC. So I think the whole time, outside of chicken being good, I agree. Chicken was good. The soda was terrible. Um, Pepsi, nah, it was like it's, Pepsi it's, with no ice, sugared, watered down. Gross. With a paper straw. Nah. Oh, yeah. With a paper straw. So minus five stars for that. But um, everything else was good, like he said. But um, I guess I was just struggling mentally. Like, should I be happy about eating here? <laughs> it was conflicted because in America... If you tell anybody like, oh yeah, me and David, we went out and ate lunch at KFC, they're going to look at you like, okay, I mean, what's the big deal? So it was kind of like getting over that mental block of like, you're eating at KFC, you're eating at KFC. And not that, it, not that there's anything wrong with KFC, it's just not, like, like it's we don't eat inside and it's not an experience when you eat it uh, here. Well, then you feel wrong. Is if people ask you what was the best thing you ate in Jamaica, and you say it was KFC, they're like, "Nah, for but what was the best thing you ate?" And you're in like, Jamaica? "No, no, it was KFC." <laughs> the chicken. No disrespect to anything else we ate, but it was the KFC. Yes, and it was yeah. so fresh. Um, we learned a lot of fun facts about their KFC. They said, "I think the very first one did open in Kingston, so it was good to know." Like, oh, we were in the place where the first Jamaican KFC opened. Um, also, we learned that like they drop chicken like it's very often like every ten yeah, so minutes this, or so something. This, they have a whole schedule. So they're so busy. They drop chicken every fifteen minutes, and that's why I just say it's so fresh because it's gone like that. Yeah, like literally gone like that. Yeah, and so the drivers, the driver, and his friend, they confirm like it is worth it. It's a big deal. It's not overhyped. This is a part of our culture. I think what it is too, because you know, Jamaica, they're not in the Caribbean in general, they're not really known for like deep fried food like we eat over here. Um, so I think it's a novelty for them. It's almost like us here in America, like when we get really good Chinese food or like really good um Thai food or even good Italian food or something, it's a novelty, it's a treat. So I think they look at deep fried chicken the same way. Because over there it's mostly grilled, or if it's fried, it's kind of like flash fried. It's not deep fried. Yeah, it's not a lot of breaded fried. Not food a lot of there. breaded food. That's right. So I think that's what it is. So it's like, ooh, this is like an American thing that we really like. Um, so listen, don't don't be afraid. Just try the KFC and let us know what you thought. 
So y'all, this episode is going so good. We had to split it up in two parts. So we're going to go ahead and stop here for this part one of the Jamaica trip, but be sure to tune into part two because we're going to finish things up over there.